Welcome to the Decisions That Matter podcast, where we meet with leaders from across the procurement community to discuss innovative and strategic ideas. Because when it comes to procurement, every decision matters. Welcome to the Decisions That Matter podcast. We're joined today by two wonderful guests, Darren Matthews and Norma Hall. Just to give everyone some background, Darren Matthews is a procurement and supply chain leader with over three decades of experience. He's published several books on supply chain management and has worked um, extensively with NIGP, where he served as a past president and currently serves as the chief procurement officer at Cal Poly. Norma Hall is, again, another legend in the procurement space with over four decades of experience um, as a procurement leader with the state of South Carolina, and is also a past president of NIGP. Both of them combined have won numerous awards, which uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and list in the show notes. Um, but what I think the audience really just needs to know is that these are two people who not only have tremendous experience in the space, from what I've seen, have always been willing to reach out and help their peers in the space, but they also just care really a lot about the profession, the people in the profession, and what the procurement profession can do for the people on the very end of it, whether that's the end user or the citizens who are benefiting from all these programs. So huge honor to have you guys on the program today. For me, I know Steve, I won't speak for him, but I think feels the same. And, and what we're really excited, we'll get into a bunch of different topics today, but what I wanted to quickly mention at the beginning is that both of you are part of Procured its Community Leadership Forum, which is a new program that we're launching. And Steve, I'd love for you just to quickly talk about what that program is before we get into questions with Darren and Norma. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. And I'll, I'll echo what you said about being really grateful to have both of you, Darren and Norma, on, on with us. And it's really, you're very generous with your time. And, um, you know, clearly we benefit from, from your knowledge and from your involvement with the Community Leadership Forum, which um, for those who haven't heard about it, is a new group just launching of procurement professionals that recognize the value in a free uh, shared resource of supplier insights, ratings, and reviews that's exclusively from like trusted members of the procurement community. So this group is working on fostering interest in using the whole procurement community's collective knowledge to make purchasing decisions better and faster. And hopefully we, you know, as this gets off the ground, more and more folks join and that helps us, you know, grow the group and, you know, share insights and have great events where we can all learn from each other and use each other's information and insight a little bit more easily. We'll, we'll include a link with some more info and a link for signing up and joining the group uh, in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's our pleasure to uh, have a conversation. It's been a great uh... A great ride in procurement. Uh, I'll let Norma speak for herself, but it's been a great profession in any way that we can give back, collaborate, and share. You know, just uh, so it's an honor to join you. Absolutely, it's an honor to be here today, and this is a project uh, that I feel very, very strongly about, and so I'm very excited to be um, a part of Procurated right now. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So just getting into some, some questions, you know, we, we went over your bios and both of you have really extensive experience across the procurement space. You've collectively probably met uh, more procurement people in your lives than any two people we could probably combine together in one podcast episode. Um, and we're talking about this group that is uh, a group of collaborative professionals, a group of people who are really going to be working together, uh, regardless of what agency or organization they're working with. 
So when we're looking at the procurement community as a whole, why do you, you feel that procurement has such an active, vibrant, and like collaborative community uh, within it? Darren, I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, you know, I thought, I was kind of thinking about this, uh, Steve and Alex. I feel like in procurement, um, we collaborate better than other professions. I, you know, I'll admit to my bias, having worked so many years in the field, but I see other um, colleagues at the university and other organizations I've worked with, and I don't see the same level of collaboration. For me, I think uh, procurement, uh, public procurement, we're kind of all in this together, uh, kind of unheralded, you know, undervalued at times, <laughs> underpaid at other times, I can vouch for that. But we feel like we're in it together and we need to stick together and help each other. And there's really that sense of camaraderie. So whether you're at a NIGP conference or any other of the organizations out there, and there's a lot of good ones, you really feel that community. And part of that is sharing best practices, knowledge. Um, so I, I think it's really cool. Maybe the best thing about procurement, in my opinion. Me too. I think there is a huge collaborative effort within procurement. And I think it's because there isn't um, that sense of competition or, uh, and, and to be able to help each other. And that's the biggest thing, because if you're helping one person, you're going to be helping someone else. So when you go to these different um, organizations and you're bonding with the individuals that are there, it, it is a spirit, a spirit of camaraderie. And I think that people want truly do want to help others succeed. And I think that's what we're all about is seeing all of us become the best that we can be within the profession. Yeah, I think that's really evident at all, all the conferences and events that, that you see taking place across the country, bringing procurement people together. There's this real sense that, you know, together we can kind of lift all boats um, by sharing our, our insights and our best practices. And I think you know, in terms of the sort of professional development and the networking, a lot of that is in place and has been in place for, for decades, as, as you both know, with your work across, you know, NIGP and a lot of other uh, amazing organizations. An area that I think we're addressing with the community leadership forum, and we're seeing not, not just at Procurated, but sort of across the, the space, we're seeing that collaboration being brought in into the technology space as well to kind of enable that, um, to kind of be always on. So I guess my question about that would be, how have you seen in the course of your careers, um, technology and specifically the technology that's connecting procurement professionals, how have you seen that changing over time? Well, I think one of the things that I have seen, and you have to remember, I I'm, I'm, was way back in the days of procurement when there were only dumb terminals. There weren't even computers that tied into the main, you know, a mainframe system with, um, with accounting and with inventory and all of the different aspects of procurement. So today there is the technology is, is much, much better than it was when I very first got into procurement. One of the things, too, that I think um, with the technology is it is, has helped with the sharing of information, like strategic sourcing. You can go and look and see what other people are doing, other entities, other agencies are doing with strategic sourcing, and know what the community as a whole is doing, not just what is my agency doing, but what are other people doing as well. Um, I think that uh, before that most systems were driven by finance, and finance was the driver. 
I see that now changing so that procurement has their own systems, which will tie into that finance package, but it's not solely looking at what can we do with the system for finance, but now what can we do for the system for procurement and for strategic planning and a lot of different things that we didn't look at way back when. Yeah, the technology has been pretty amazing, Steve. I think that's probably you know, something that has advanced far beyond my dreams when I started back in 1987 as a buyer um, in public procurement. I uh, teach a lot of supply chain students in the Bay Area in California, and we talk about uh, the good old days where we were using dumb terminals or I was on the phone a lot with a supplier or a shipper. And now today, you don't, if you want status of your package, you don't need to track it, it tracks itself. It'll, uh, through RFID technology, it'll send you a, a text message on your smartphone that it's been delivered or it'll be there at two o'clock. So nobody needs to track it with technology. But I think if you look at how procurement works together, um, even within your own agency. So uh, my sourcing team here at Cal Poly, we use all kinds of technology to collaborate, to share information, national databases. You know, the CSU system is comprised of 23 campuses. We all talk, we all integrate, we're all in the same system. Um, we share contracts. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, and then, of course, the last couple of years with uh, the darn pandemic, I mean, you kind of, if you weren't in that space already, you needed to get there and you needed up your Zoom skills and everything else. But even today, everything is connected and collaborative here at our, uh, on our campus, where on any given day, someone is working remote. So everything is Zoom enabled or, uh, you know, digital documents were paperless, essentially, um, and we rely on that. So it's, it's just changed tremendously. I would love, Norma, we need to do a sitcom about procurement back in the day with the dumb terminals, telephones, typewriters, all the manual index cards we used. Um, yeah. yeah. Paper and, files. Oh, paper <laughs> files, please. <laughs> yeah, we should uh, do like an annual, like destroying of a filing cabinet, like a, sort of like a ritual. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Like an office space, we'll take it out in the field and beat the heck out of it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And I think that your point is, is well taken too. that, you know, maybe not all of these things were need to haves. And then suddenly a couple of years, they, a lot of them really became need to haves when things all went remote. And, you know, I think Alex, you and I have talked a lot about like in different ways, there's like, you know, COVID created haves and have nots certainly uh, with technology that seems to be uh, the case. And, you know, it does feel like a lot of agencies and organizations have probably caught up since the start of the pandemic, but that definitely is something that we observed. Do you think that technology has made procurement into more of a, like a more of a strategic department or a strategic profession that maybe should have more of like a seat at the big table at universities or states and cities compared to what I think a lot of people perceive it as, which is more of like a tactical, logistical, like there are a lot of people I think perceive it as the department that does just fill out a bunch of paperwork or does do that right. stuff. But I feel like that almost gets handled by the technology. And then you're making the like huge decisions like, should we have a 10,000 foot square foot warehouse where we store all of our stuff we just bought? Or should we be doing just in time delivery? Or should like, those are huge strategic decisions that a human has to make that I feel like that's almost where the profession is going compared to just are we cataloging the hundred things we just bought and putting them in the right spot? Right. So, you know, Alex, I think you're spot on with the technology helping us um, not just get to the table, but um, be strategic in procurement. That's where we need to be. 
in, in not just in procurement, but in supply chain management. So the tactical operational things are, are automated. So we don't need to um, you know, do those. We can focus on the strategic elements of procurement, which we should have been doing all along. But when we can use technology, we can use uh, data to provide information. Uh, we have a couple of system acquisitions going on here at the university and they're looking to our group about um, you know, you know, who's doing what out there um, you know, what are they paying? How are they licensing? What contract vehicles are available? And when we have the ability to collaborate and have information data at our fingertips, we can be strategic. And then I get uh, to present to the vice presidents where maybe a few years ago um, that I wouldn't have had that opportunity. So technology opens that door. Um, uh, Norma, and I know you've seen this too. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> One of the good things about the technology is that it does give you that information that you can take to them and, and let them know, okay, last year we had spent this much in an area. Uh, one example is with copiers and how that has changed over the years and not doing, you know, not buying all your copiers and having them expire in five years and having to redo that all over again. <clears throat> There's a lot of ways that we can tackle that, but it's up to us to come up with those innovative ideas and how we can do a cost per copy model or have a contract with someone um, that comes in and supplies the machines and does the servicing and all, then all we do is pay for the copies. So there's a lot of different um, ways that, that information can tackle different problems and give you uh, information so that you can take it, like Darren said, to the vice presidents or to the executive director or deputy director level and let them know that, hey, this is an area where I see we can save money. And when they see that you're in it to save the agency money and to make those recommendations for them, and copiers is just one small example, and that's kind of an old example, but goes for anything. Um, if you look at your supply and demand of anything that you're purchasing across the board, and you can make good uh, logistical decisions based on data, and that data can only be collected through technology, um, it, it makes a big difference to those that are in the sitting in the executive seats. Yeah, I think that makes makes a lot of sense. And and as we've discussed there, it just does seem like there's new technologies out there all the time that are enabling procurement professionals to look at look at the data they have, look at the information they have in new ways and, and gain new insights. Um, you know, one thing we're thinking about is that it does feel at times like within the procurement profession, there's this valuing of rigorous process and a priority on, on risk reduction when we're going through that process and making our purchasing decisions. But at the same time, when you're talking to people like you both or on the ground at a conference speaking with procurement professionals, there's this big appetite for, for change, for improvement, new methodologies and new technologies. Do you do you see the, do you see see this as having like a tension between these two ideas? Have have you seen this sort of these two concepts in conflict with one another? So I guess I would uh, I do see the tension first of all, um, but I approach it as uh, where's the balance because uh, I think we can achieve a balance. Um, we're all risk managers in procurement to some extent. Uh, some of the words like indemnification and subrogation, we don't understand. That's why we have risk managers, but we do want to mitigate risk for our organizations uh, for sure. But I think the, um, the risks that we, that we should be taking 
are the calculated risk on technology adoption, on innovative procurement practices, things that bring a lot of value. Back to your point, Norma, about delivering savings, for example, uh, through technology. Um, and that's contagious. So when, uh, so Norma, when you take that to the table, whether it's the VP or the city manager or the mayor, that's contagious. Others see that, and then that provides an opportunity for procurement, maybe to get called a little earlier in the future. And that's what I like to see about it. But I, I do think it's, uh, you know, are we willing to push the envelope? Um, are we like a procurement leader in technology space? There's many out there and um, it maybe takes someone like me a year or two to catch up with them. So I'm glad we have the leaders out there. I think I'm like in the second, in my career, Steve, I'm more maybe the second round or the second cohort of leaders with technology adoption and procurement and supply chain. But I'm really happy that there's folks that are um, taking things on because they'll be, be things in the next 10 years, you know, I hope I'm still around. Um, but in the next 10 years, I just, I think it's, we're going to be blown away at the technology, honestly. I, I agree with that. And I, and I think that um, I can see that there is a little rub there, but I think you can take one and balance out the other, just like Darren said, <clears throat> and use that for your good. And what I like to see is that um, people are willing to take those chances and to take that information and be able to balance that out and then use that so that they can mitigate um, risks at, to, a, to a certain extent. And one of those things is of, of mitigating risks is making sure that you're entering into a contract that is gonna be a valid contract that's gonna be successful that people are going to say, yeah, I like this supplier. They're, you know, they're doing their job or, or in, in some rare cases where they're not. And then you get that supplier on board. Um, so one of the things that I think is that, you know, just using that technology so that you can balance that out is a big deal. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And Darren, I think you might be selling yourself a little bit short on being that second round. Yeah, I think you're at least <laughs> one of, you know, at the, maybe the halfway between the the first group and the second group. Uh, that could be, Steve. And that is due to me surrounding myself with really good people, including technology systems managers I had in Portland, I had in Santa Cruz, I have here in San Luis Obispo. And sometimes it takes, um, you know, we're taking those risks. And I think that that's fine to do that in technology. We're, you know, again, we're doing it system-wide here in California. Um, but in many cases, uh, I'll, you know, have a really good, like my associate director at Portland, uh, Karen, was really good at technology adoption when we put on e-procurement and e-contract management, those type of technology tools that, that we're seeing uh, very often in procurement. And maybe it's my job to stay out of the way. So I think the successes we've had, and I appreciate your comments, Steve, um, I've had some really good players. Yeah, no, I think that, and it's, sorry, go ahead, Norma. No, go ahead. Absolutely. And one of the things I was going to say is that you have to have a good relationship with your information technology group at your agency. Um, that is one connection that you want to make sure is a very, very solid connection. I know that when I first went to work at DOT, um, they did not have an internal um, automated procurement system. And that was in 1994 uh, when I went there. And by 1998, uh, we had developed in-house with our IT department a procurement end-to-end -end system where it uh, connected with our finance and with our inventory management and procurement. Um, so it connected all of that. So we were very excited when that came on board. Uh, again, you know, it was only because the IT department took the project that I saw that we needed 
and was willing to run with me on that and do the investigation that was necessary and look at other systems and what they could do and then develop what we wanted ours to do. So Norma, during that implementation in the 90s, did you use your brick phone very much to communicate? <laughs> I still have my bag phone, Darren. <laughs> oh, what I love those. Those are so cool. And you know, of course, it's a brick phone because it is literally the size of a brick and a little antenna on the top. I thought I was the coolest guy in the world when I got one of those. That's awesome. I think I think that's pretty. I think those are pretty cool still. I mean, if you walked around the street with with that now, I think that would be perceived as pretty pretty hip. <laughs> but speaking to speaking to you know both of both of your interest in these new technologies and methodologies, uh, you know, I think. You know, it seems like that kind of continues with with your helping with the Procurated Community Leadership Forum as as we're getting that that off the ground. Um, you know, we perceive you know at Procurated the that supplier ratings and reviews from across the the procurement community is this this new data stream, at least if not a new technology um, that we can use. You know, having all that at our fingertips at all times. What is it about you know that concept of you know universal peer reviews? of our suppliers that really resonates with you? You know, I think that my peers in public procurement here in the US or even in other parts of the world, that's who I pay, you know, I can go to the bank with. I feel like their knowledge, uh, their evaluation of a supplier, their feedback um, is invaluable. And I can't, uh, I can't stress that enough that, not that I don't, I distrust others, uh, I don't. And, you know, if someone gives us references, yeah, we're gonna call and check them and, and do our due diligence. We've done that for years. But I would say number one on my list, Steve, is public procurement professionals, those peers, I value their, their feedback the most. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're asking for those vendors or those suppliers to give you um, their references, you know, they're only going to give you the best ones that they have in their toolbox, usually. And so you want to find out, okay, that's the best of what they have. Let's find out how they do overall. And when you go to your peers, that is, is invaluable because you know that they want the same things that you want out of having a good contract, a good contractor that has a good record um, that can help you be successful and you can help them be successful. You know, Norma, you mentioned uh, the, uh, the references and supplying of good references. I, uh, over the years, have seen that almost play out kind of in a comical fashion and um, where... Uh, the three references need to be submitted so we can check the box on the bid checklist. And then I was asking my staff when I was the new director, said, are we checking them? I said, no, no, we know they're always good, but we're, they have to submit them so I could check off the box that they were responsive. Um, but then you really didn't get feedback on their performance. Anyway, I, that always, I kind of got to chuckle out of that, but. Yeah. Or there was the occasional one that would slip in one that they thought was a good reference and it actually wasn't. <laughs> Right, right. But very, very few, but sometimes that does happen. But my, um, I think an informal network, because within uh, public procurement, of course, we have, you know, memberships and connections. I really, really value those. And if I have someone that I could reach out to even informally to get feedback from a peer, Steve, that's, uh, that would be super valuable to me. And, I, and I've done that many times over the years. So absolutely, uh, there's times I didn't do that too in Portland. I, there was a contractor that ended up in default and we ended up in mediation. I won't go into all the details. Um, I'll save that for my therapist. But there were two colleagues in the Portland area, um, Eric Wicks and Jeff Bear, had contracts currently with that supplier that I didn't know about. 
found out later when it was much too late. They're like, and I wish I would have had their feedback. I wish I would have had their peer review. That would have helped me. Yeah, I think that's that's when we're talking about the value of the peer reviews is there is that sort of always on component where, you know, because, you know, the procurement community is connected to one another through these professional service organizations and associations, through conferences and clearly draws on each other's insights, but just being able to essentially access those insights with, with no barrier, sort of at the drop of a hat from folks across the country. Um, I know that's something that with the, the leadership forum, we're, we're really hoping to extend that and, and build that, that network that, that makes this the most valuable resource it possibly can be. Yes, I look very forward to that because that's where you're going to learn the most about suppliers is through your peers. And I think that they're going to be very honest with you. I think that they're going to give honest input and feedback and that they're doing it because they want to ensure that you have success down the road as well. Yeah. And it's just a great environment of folks to hang out with and talk shop um, over the years. Um, when I would go into a conference, sometimes my kids my kids would say, oh, you're going to go hang out with your procurement peeps. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess I am. I, I happen to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so wrapping up a little bit and talking about, you know, what we see is, you know, down the line for, for procurement. I think we're talking about there's, there's new technologies uh, that, that allow us to be more connected than ever. You know, this is a little bit general, but I guess if we're, you know, rubbing our crystal balls a little bit and asking, you know, what is, what does procurement look like in 10 years with all of these new technologies? Maybe it's hard to predict, but any predictions that, that you have or ways that you see things like these peer insights and always on data sources changing um, the way we do things every day? Well, I think Steve, that uh, technology is going to continue to advance. I mentioned earlier that in 10 years, I'm probably going to be uh, um, really impressed with, uh, the technology, because I, I feel, uh, even though I've been, you know, over 30 years working in the field, you, I've seen significant advancements. I feel like it's advancing faster than ever now. So I think that the, the technology, uh, the connectivity, uh, both internally for procurement and externally, whether it's digital bidding systems, you know, peer reviews uh, through this platform, um, you know, technology enablement for supplier communication. I believe that the hybrid work schedule, both in the procurement office, we have six offices down the hall, procurement row, we would call it. And every, there's a buyer or a procurement manager in each one. I think that's not coming back. Um, you know, like I just, again, I'm just using us as an example. We operate very effectively. Um, in fact, um, I, we were just notified that uh, for the 15th time, Norma, our team won the Achievement of Excellence in Procurement. So we're doing a great job. Nice. And the last two years have been for well, at least one year remote. And when you're remote in different areas of this community, um, you know, you have to use technology, it kind of forces your hand, but it's really uh, kind of the, the blessing of the curse that we have with the pandemic. So I think that's, uh, but even without that, I just think the times are changing. I think that, uh, you know, we need technology, we're going to rely more on it. Um, we're going to stay in this, I think, environment, of not just remote work, but, you know, staying connected. I think we have to. I agree. I think, you know, with all of the advances that have happened so far, and I will tell you over the past 10 years, it has been extreme changes in technology. And 
you know, one of the things that we um, always, you know, kind of kid about is the internet. Um, that was a big explosion for people in procurement because then you could actually get on there and research things that you needed. So this is another tool. Procurated is another tool to be able to research. Um, and one of the things that I always stressed with my staff and the people that I worked with was when you're getting ready to award a contract, you're looking at not only responsiveness, but you're looking at responsibility. And how do you check that responsibility? And, you know, 10 years ago, it was looking at Dun & Bradstreet and other tools that we had um, that weren't as reliable as what I feel Procurated is uh, as far as looking at past performance and how a vendor is really doing or a supplier is really doing on the contract. So, um, you know, those technologies are only growing and expanding and Procurated is one of those technologies that I feel like um, I would have loved to have had at my disposal uh, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Yeah, and I, I think too, one of the really nice things about it is not every person has to use it exactly the same way, right? So one person might use the site to come in and compare five different suppliers against each other to see who's the best. Another person might come in to explore a new category where they've never had to buy anything in that vertical before, like a drone or parking meters or something they've never had to do. And then another person could be very close to the final decision and just using the site to like, to kind of your point to like de-risk the decision to do their due diligence, to make sure there's no red flags to do that. So it's, it's really nice to have kind of a, there's a lot of use cases for it depending on what situation you're in as a buyer. Uh, very cool. I like that perspective, Alex. And I think that's what we need is flexibility. Um, we need options, we need the tools to do our job. So um, yeah, we all use it differently. Awesome. Well, I first just want to say thank you both so much for, for jumping on with us and for, for being involved in the Community Leadership Forum. I, for one, am extremely excited to be collaborating with you both, and we, we benefit greatly from your, your, your depth of knowledge. Yeah, thank you very much, Steve and Alex, and this is exciting for me as well, and even though I'm not in the procurement arena, uh, I still am connected with procurement. I'm doing consulting work, and I'm uh, still connected with seeing that, you know, the public is served in the way that we need to be serving. And that is with ingenuity, technology, best practices. And I truly feel like Procurated is a best practice. And so that's why I'm excited to be connected with this. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for hanging out and chatting. Norma, great to see you and um, appreciate, the, appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to Decisions That Matter. This podcast is brought to you by Procurated, the leading supplier evaluation tool for procurement professionals across the U.S. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. See you again next time.